We can rise to the occasion. We can build this nation moving forward. All that we need, visionary leadership, people who love their people, people who love the citizens, people who love the country, and then we can rise. We can fly again. Hope Restoration Ministries, restoring hope to our world. Welcome to our broadcast. Enjoy. Hallelujah. We are in a Kingdom uh, Power Month, uh, the theme that God has given us for this beautiful month of April. And we have been taught from the beginning of the month, even until now, various sermons from our parents. And I believe that the Lord has spoken to you. Amen. And this is the last Sunday where we are laboring on the same theme. And I believe that the Lord will bless you. And now we are not coming to share anything new, but what we have already been taught even from this house. Amen. I'm reading this morning from Luke chapter 19, uh, from verse 28. And the scripture, uh, the, the title of my message is, The Power of His Call. The Power of His Call. Amen. We welcome those that are joining us as well online. Uh, we are reading from Luke chapter 19, from verse 28. The Bible says, after Jesus had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem as he approached Bethphage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives. He sent two of his disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you and as you enter it, you'll find a colt tied there. A colt is a young donkey which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Say the Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them. Found it as just as he has told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, Why are you untying the colt? They replied, The Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt, and put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began to joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles he had done. Uh, verse 18, some of the, verse 39, sorry. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. Father, we pray. We thank you for your word. Thank you for speaking to us in a fresh way. And we thank you that, Father, it is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces to the separation of bone and marrow, the soul and the spirit, and it measures the intents of the heart. Thank you for your word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. and amen. amen. Hallelujah. So we find here Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem uh, as a lamb of God, rather as a Passover lamb, there are certain, uh, uh, certain criteria or certain qualities that a Passover lamb had to fulfill. And one of those uh, 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 requirements was that the Passover lamb should be in the house at which it will be sacrificed four days before the Passover or four days before it is sacrificed. 
And Jesus, we see him as the Passover lamb. He says, I've not come to demolish uh, the scriptures, but I've come to fulfill them. So now as he's coming to fulfill the scriptures, he has to be four days in Jerusalem before the Passover. So now on his way to Jerusalem, and again, look at Jesus, he's a fulfillment of scriptures. And again, the scriptures had said, and the prophecies had said, that your king will come on a donkey. So now, he could not proceed to the city without a donkey. So now, when he comes to Mount Olives, the whole trip and the whole delegates, they've got to stop. And Jesus says, sends two messengers and said, go to the city and, uh, and get a colt for me. And actually gives them the directions where they'll get the colt. And the Bible says, they found it as he had said it. And now, I want to start with the word, uh, the place called a village. You see, a village is a place where there is no progress. It's a place where everything is moving backward. When everyone are moving ahead, in the village they are going backwards. And as I'm sharing the word of God this morning, probably you're finding yourself in a village this morning. We are coming from two years of COVID. And you're finding yourself in a position in your life that you think you are in a village. Everyone is progressing, but your life seems like to be retrogressing. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus is not only Jesus who goes to Santin alone, but he's a Jesus as well who goes to Alex so now on his way to the city he stops by Mount Olive says before we go to the city let's go to the village and I thank God that some of us as well we are in our own villages in our lives we're in the village of confusion some of us were in the village of poverty. Some of us were in the village of rejection. But when Jesus was on his way, he stood by and said, I still have got a cold that is in a village. And now, what I, one thing about villages is that, um, I know you're in Gauteng. You know, one thing in villages, there is no ways that works in a village. There is no Google Maps that works in a village. There is no GPS location that works in a village. But we serve a Jesus who's able to locate a cold in a village without any GPS location. It doesn't matter how far your life is. It doesn't matter how hidden your life is. But I'm here to tell you that there is Jesus that is able to locate you right where you are. He knows how to locate where your emotions are. He knows how to locate where your psychological position is right now this morning. He's able to locate you where you are health-wise. He's able to locate you where you are financially. Ah, praise God, I serve a Jesus who does not need to be announced and told that now a child is born in my house. Oh, I praise a Jesus who does not need to be told now there is a car in the house. I serve a Jesus who does not need to be told that now a child has graduated in the house. We serve a living God. We serve a Jesus who knows how to locate us. So he tells them, now this village has got no name. He says, it's a village near you. It's a village near you. You know, a few months ago, I was driving with my wife and we passed through a township in, um, in, uh, in Pulukwane that is called Nobody. I wondered, how could someone name a place and call it a Nobody? Maybe you come from Nobody this morning. I'm here to tell you good news. You can be from Nobody, but when Jesus locates you, you can be somebody. It does not matter where you are. He's able to locate you. 
So now he sends them to a nameless village to locate a donkey. Come on, tell somebody this morning, probably you are that donkey that is located in a village. Number two, the cult that he sent them to had honors and it was tied. You see, one thing I've realized when our God calls us, the devil also hears the call. You see, one of the things that puzzles me is that we serve a God as well who breaks with us. You see, Job went into trouble and got into trouble for something that he did not ask for. But it was our God that bragged to the devil about Job. So, 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 so now when God, when heaven calls us, hell also hears the call. That's why the devil is tying your life the way he's tying it this morning. That's why the devil is fighting your life the way he's fighting for this morning. Because he has heard a call that you have been called by the Lord. And I'm here to tell somebody, maybe right now you feel tied like that cold. Maybe you are tied in depression. Maybe you are tied in sickness. Maybe you are tied in poverty. Maybe you are tied in mental breakdown. I'm here to tell you that it does not matter where your state is this morning. When Jesus calls, it does not matter what is tying you. When he calls, he is the master. When he calls, nothing can stop you. Nothing can move you. Nothing can impede that call when Jesus calls. But now this cult was tied there for a long time I can imagine that even the cords and the knots of the rope Was making this cult to bleed Because it had been tied for a long time Probably it tried to untie itself You see, beloved of God There are some things we try to untie ourselves from We are not qualified We don't have the power to untie ourselves But there is one when he calls It does not matter what is tying us It has to let go uh, Ladies and gentlemen Allow me to say this morning that the, the ropes and the chains of life They respond to one voice At midnight, Paul and Silas were put right in the middle cell they were put right in the cell of or in the prison the bible says they were right in the middle so now at midnight why at midnight i believe this gentleman said uh, we are crossing over from yesterday to tomorrow we cannot cross over in our chains i don't know who i'm talking to this morning maybe you are at crossroads in this morning and you're saying pastor i cannot cross over to my next day i'm in my midnight position the bible says right at midnight they began to sing they began to worship the Lord when they did that the Bible says there was an earthquake that chains no one told the chains Oh, I'm here to tell somebody, nobody told the chains to let go because the chains, they know this voice. The ropes that are tying your life, they know the voice of the master. The chains, they fell off. The Bible says the doors, they flew open. There is a voice that hell cannot resist. There is a voice that demons cannot resist. There is a voice that witches cannot resist. It is the voice of Jesus Christ. So I don't know what has tied your life. Probably you are bleeding right now. I want to talk about bleeding for a second. You see, the fact that you are bleeding, it means you are alive. The devil tried to kill me, but I survived it. That's why I am bleeding. Bleeding is not a sign that you are losing life, but it's a sign that you tried, but he failed. Here I am still standing. That accident was meant to kill your life, but here you are. You are still standing. That sickness 
was meant to take you but here you are you are still standing because there is power to his call oh don't laugh at me don't laugh at me I might be bleeding I might be crying I might be going through some psychologist because of my depression. It's not a sign that I'm down. It's a sign that the devil was after me, but I survived. I'm still on a medication. It does not mean that I'm down and out, but it's a sign that the devil was after my life, but I survived. I don't know who is a survivor this morning, but Jesus saved your life. Ah... I'm reminded of this lady who had the issue of the blood. She was bleeding, but she was still crawling forward. I'm going to tell somebody, you might be bleeding this morning. Keep crawling. You might, be, you might be feel like you are finished, but keep crawling. You see, the Bible tells us in the book of John chapter 10, that thief comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. But the devil does not come to kill when there's no life. So when he's coming to kill, which means there was life. He does not come to steal when there was nothing. The reason why he came to steal is because there was something. The reason why he came to destroy is because there was something. But I love it because the scripture does not end there. He says, but I have come. Hey, I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. It's an overflowing life, child of God. I'm here to tell you, the devil might have tried to kill, but you're still standing. He may have come to steal, but you're still here. He may have come to destroy, but you're still here. He says, I have come. He's calling you this morning. He's calling you. And actually, I want to remind somebody, if you want to see that God has got a mark over your life, look at what is tying you. It's not just depression. It's the call on your life. The devil wants to steal it. Ah, look, look, look at that sickness. The devil is trying to steal it because God has got a mark over your life. That day the anointing hit the head of David. The bays and lions showed up in the wilderness. The sign, the reason why the devil is after, the way is after you is because there is a mark of God in your life but the beauty with it as long as that mark is still there he can do what he can but we still survive we still survive do I have somebody who's saying this morning I'm a survivor I am a survivor I'm a survivor Nakona, even, 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 even those that are coming from a village are saying hey but we are failing we have tried, we have tried. I remember one friend of mine was saying, they were even telling him that, because we're now moving in a different frequency. When he calls you, Nalaba, who have graduated, they cannot touch you. Those who have graduated in witchcraft, they cannot touch you because the master has got his mark on you. The cold was tied. The cold was tied. But even when it was tied, he had called it. And the Bible tells me that they had not used it. They had not found the use of it. You know, Usatana, the devil that we are fighting is very bad. He even ties people even when he does not have use for them. They had not use for this cold, but they had tied it. But they sent for him. 
And I'm saying to you this morning, probably you're sitting here, you're saying, Fundis, I'm rejected. You don't know what I have gone through. You don't know how tough life has been. I don't have to know that because I serve a Jesus who does not go to Harvard and Oxford when he's calling people. I serve a Jesus who specializes in rejects. Those people that, that all those ones that people say we have got no use for them. Those that we have thrown in the dustbin of life. No, allow them to laugh about you. Allow them to drink tea about you. Hey, maybe as I'm sharing right now, your husband has left you for another woman and they're, and they're saying it's done with you. But I'm, I'm, the singer sings, I'm here to tell somebody, allow them to laugh because this Jesus is a Jesus who goes to dustbins. When he goes to dustbins, he picks the rejects and he washes the rejects. He polishes the rejects and he puts them on the pedestal. Here we are. We are standing today. It's not because we are standing like this. At one point in our lives, we were rejects. But our pastors picked us up. They washed us and we are standing today. I'm here to tell somebody, it does not matter who has rejected you. It does not matter who has left you. But Jesus is able to pick your life. Jesus is able to wash you. Jesus is able to polish you. Jesus is able to deliver you to your destiny. So allow them to reject you. Actually, if you read the Bible, you see, it's a book of all rejects. The Bible is full of rejects. And do you know why it's a book of rejects? Because God has chosen the foolish things to shame the wise. It's amazing. Jesus did not look for a horse. He's not in the business of looking for horses. Because when he rides the horse, the horse will think that it's his own strength that is carrying it. But he chooses the foolish things so that he may shame the wise. So I'm here to tell somebody, if you see God using you, which means there was something wrong in your life. Because he chooses the foolish things, the best things to shame the wise. Wow. So the cold was tied. And verse three, uh, sorry, point number three. The point is the master is in need of it. The instruction was given to them that when you go, they will ask you. The owners will ask you. You see, Jesus is amazing because he understands uh, uh, the legal fraternity. He understands the laws and rules of ownership. So he knows that this Called that I'm asking for. Somebody has got the title on it. Yeah. I'm here to tell you, Barcelona, because when God called us, some things had title on us. Yeah. That had title on us. That were generational from our grandfathers and from our grandmothers. These things were chasing us. But when the time came, when God says, I'm in need of that cold. Let me more, it doesn't matter how generational were they. It doesn't matter how many years they were worshipped. When the master said, I'm in need of that cult, you came out from that place. No wonder you are the only one from your family that came out first. No wonder, because in our family, we worship these things. But if they ask you, tell them, the master was in need of this cult. That's why you came out. And the devil knows the language. He doesn't say Jesus is in need of the cult. He says the Lord 
The master is in need of this code. I'm here to tell somebody, maybe you're sitting right now and you're listening to us. You are tied in a nightclub. You are tied in a cliff drift. You are tied in castle line. I am telling you, it doesn't matter what you're holding on to. But when Jesus calls, you will lose appetite. When he calls, it doesn't matter as we are sharing the word. Some of you, when he called you, you were sitting in a beer hole. Some of you, when he called you, I was laughing with the church the other day. I saw a video. These guys, they drink. After drinking, they worship. They worship and cry. And the time is coming. When they drink, they remember a car. They remember where they are called. And it's only a matter of time. We are harvesting those colts. They are coming to the house and they will worship the Lord. They belong to the master. So I'm here to tell the church, don't be like the big brother when those colts come. Don't be like the big brother because they belong to the master. So when they come, don't touch them because they were drunkards. Don't touch them because they were prostitutes. Don't touch them because they were, they were smoking, whatever they were smoking. They were just calls that were tied. And when they come, some of them, they arrive still tied. And it's our job every Sunday to untie the calls. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it's our job to untie the colt. Even sometimes when we untie, it's painful. But I want to tell you, just be patient. God is in the business of untying you. Hallelujah. So now, point number four. They untied the colt and they brought it to Jesus. So now, these two messengers, they walked a long distance to the village. I can imagine that they were tired. I can imagine that they would have been tempted as well to say, you know what, we are tired. Why don't we sit on the colt as we take the colt back to the master? But these men are, are smart enough to realize that no man is qualified to sit on the colt. Only the one who has called the colt is qualified to sit on the colt. Only the one who has died, buried, and shed his blood for the colt is qualified to sit on the colt. I have seen so many cults today. They've got stickers and faces of their pastors on their cars, believing that the face of their pastor will protect them. I have seen so many cults. They've got pictures of their pastor facing the door so that when the witch comes, he may not come in because the face of the pastor is facing them. I told our congregants, I say, you can put our face in your house because the face of your pastor won't serve you. You can take our picture and put in your car you'll be involved in a car accident but there is one that is qualified to sit on the cold his name is Jesus his name is Jesus and it's very sad and I speak with a broken heart there are messengers that were genuinely sent to the village to go and take the cold mama figure village they realize it's so nice to sit on the cold and Jesus is waiting to go to Jerusalem and he's still waiting by Mount Olives. Get to mail two messengers, but they're not coming back with the cold. That's why on that day, many shall stand and say, We preached in your name, we prophesied in your name, we performed miracles in your name. And then you say, I know not you, you workers of iniquity, because they were sent. Yes, they were sent. 
But when they arrived in the village, they realized that the cold is nice. And I'm here today to remind and preach to myself that we are not sent to sit on the cold, but we were sent to untie the cold and bring the cold to the master and bring the cold to Jesus who's qualified to sit on the cold. As I'm sharing here this morning, maybe your heart is broken because maybe somebody came and sat on this cold whose name is not Jesus. But I'm here to tell you you have come into the right place where your hope can be restored and where you can be untied, where Jesus can be repositioned again and sit on the cold. The Bible says they took the cold back to the master. They brought the cold back to Jesus. But the amazing thing is that Jesus had to wait for the cold. He says the master is in need of it. You see, I, I, in my basic uh, business studies knowledge, they say a want is something that you can live without. But a need is something you cannot live without. I've got good news for you. Not only do we need Jesus, but Jesus also needs us. Kunezinto, Christ could not go to Jerusalem until the cold arrived. If the cold did not arrive, Jesus was not going to the village. I always say to Abbasalwane, the, the moves of God, they don't move through osmosis. Where particles move from a region of low concentration to a region of a high concentration through a semi-permeable membrane. And some of us, we want to bring science to the house of God. We say, we will pray for our city by diffusion and by osmosis. There will be revival in our city. God does not work that way. God needs the codes where he can sit on and he goes to your village. Some of us have been praying for our families to see the power of God. God is saying, I have been waiting for you so that I can come and sit on you and go to your family. Some of us are saying, God, heal our city. And God is saying, I'm waiting for the cold. God, heal our country. God is saying, I need a cold. Where is the cold? Where is the cold? And the master is in need of the cold. I don't know who I'm talking to today. Maybe you came here as a cold and you're hiding in the background and you're saying, let them do the work. But Jesus, I want to make this sermon uncomfortable to you. Jesus will not move until you move. He's waiting for your move. I loved what Rev taught us on the keys of the kingdom. And, and I love it because the Bible says, whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. So now that says to me, that trigger, that trigger is on earth. Unless earth binds, heaven cannot bind. It starts by us and heaven responds. So if earth does not bind, heaven does not bind. If earth does not lose, heaven does not lose. So that, that's why the Lord says, I need a cold. I am ready to move, but there is no cold. They, they brought it to him. And now as they brought the cold to Jesus, Jesus, the Bible says they put the clock on the cold. Yesterday it was a cold tied in the village. But now when it comes to the master, he puts a clock on the colt.
So now when you look at the clock, I'm reminded of a clock of Joseph that was given by his father, a clock of many colors. The clock represents favor. You see, when Jesus comes upon you, you start wearing favor. David says, David says, your favor surrounds me like a shield. You see, when the favor of God comes over your life, what people are working and sweating for, it comes for you easily. What others are fasting and praying for, it gets delivered easily. All you need is for Jesus to come and sit on the coat. That's why David says in the word, you have delivered me from the strivings of people. That desire of God is not for us to work and strive for things. That desire of God is for us to operate by favor. Do you know what favor is? When you arrive, everyone likes you. Everyone wants to bless you. Everyone wants to promote you. Everyone, even your enemies, they become your friends when favor begins to be manifest in your life. So it was a village donkey. It was rejected. But when it's brought to Jesus, it sits on favor. You know, the picture I have this morning is a picture of an abnormal Lord truck. You know, an abnormal Lord truck, ahead of it, it has got a small car that announces to the cars ahead that there is something that is coming, that is carrying something big. When we carry Jesus, we carry an abnormal Lord. That's why the Bible says, greater is he that is in us than the one that is in the world. We are not carrying a small thing, but we are carrying somebody that is big. And the favor starts announcing us. Even when you, when you see that small car, you move out of the way. You move out of the way because a big truck with an abnormal Lord is coming our way. That's why we sing a song, Waymaker. How does he make a way? When he sits on us. The blessings, the blessings, they make a way. That's why the Bible says in Deuteronomy, the blessings of God, they overtake us. What is to overtake? They go ahead of us. They announce us before we arrive. Before you arrive for an interview, you're already announced. Before you arrive for a business meeting, you are already announced. Before you arrive for that church meeting, you are already announced. Why? Because you are wearing favor. Favor is upon you. But look at this one. That clock of favor is kept in position by the master who's sitting on the colt. If the colt moves without the master sitting on the clock, the favor will fall. When we lose Jesus, we lose favor. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all, all these things will be what? What happens? They are what? And unfortunately, we are praying for the added. We are ignoring the one to sit on us. We have got the formula wrong. We get him to sit on us. Most of our prayer list will disappear. If we were to look at our prayer list, God, give me a car, give me a house, give me a husband, give me this. Allow him to sit. These things will be added. You are not fasting for them. You are not praying for them. These things will be added. Allow him to sit. But now I love the story because now when Jesus sits on the cold, they begin to put the red carpet. They're putting their clocks. 
that disciples, they remove their cloaks, they're putting them there, and they're busy clapping, and they're busy celebrating, and they're worshiping, and as they're worshiping, the atmosphere is so electric that the Pharisees, those who are far to see, and the Sadducees, those who are said to see, they get offended. They get offended. Now they say, rebuke them, stop them. And says, even if I stop them, the stones will worship. The atmosphere was so electric. But now the danger with that atmosphere is that the donkey that is coming from a village will think that they are worshiping it. Because the eyes are seeing here, the eyes are not seeing what is at the back. So it will think that they are worshiping me. I'm here to tell the cold, don't forget that you were cold, that you were taken from a village. The difference between yesterday and today is that there is somebody that is sitting on you. You see them lifting up their hands, they're not for you. They're for the one sitting on your back. You see them putting their clocks on the floor, they're not doing it for you. They're doing it for the one sitting on the back. You see them who are clapping their hands, it's not for you. It's for the one sitting on the back. May you never forget, you are just a cold that you are taken from the village. When they start tweeting about you, may you not forget, you are just a cold that was taken from the village. When they start inviting you from those high tables, may you not forget. I'm just a cold that was taken from the village. I can see other donkeys looking at it. But man, but no, 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 it's not here. But others said, no, 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 but it's here. No, 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 it's not here. You see, when Jesus takes you out from your village, even the smoke of the fire disappears. You see, those three Hebrew boys, they were put in the fire. When they came out, not only were they not bent, but they came out without a smoke of fire. You see, when Jesus takes us out, we don't look like the troubles we came from. You don't smell like the depression you are coming from. You don't smell like the poverty you are coming from. You don't smell like from stress you are coming from because you are out. But when you are out, but you not forget where you took me from. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 8, 18, remember the Lord, for it is he. It is he. Whatever is happening in our lives right now, it is he. May we never forget, it is he. It's the power of his call. Maybe you're watching us today on screen, and your life is a mess, and you don't know what to do with your life. I'm here to tell you that we are also called that we were in a village, we were rejected. People never thought that anything good could come out of us. But Jesus came and took us from the dustbin of life. And Jesus came and washed us and polished us. And today we are carrying him to the city, which is Jerusalem. And I'm saying if he can do it for us, he can do it for us. He can do it for you as well. One man says, when I received Jesus, I was a zero. When I received Jesus, I became number 10. So what I do is to add other zeros and we become a million and become a billion. But the tricky is that when we remove Jesus who is number one we remain a bunch of zeros and I'm here to tell somebody we are what we are because of Jesus and I'm asking and I'm begging children of God in these days we are living in you may lose your car you may lose your house you may even lose your family but never lose him never lose him never lose him he is your life 
As long as Jesus is there, he will take you to the destiny. He's calling you today. He's calling you. He's in need of the cult and he's in need of you. They say they don't need you, but he needs you. And he says, you have value and I need you. God bless you. I believe the Lord is calling on us this morning. In whatever state we find ourselves in, he is here. And his call is upon our lives to say, I am here waiting on you. That is why I would want the team to sing a song that says, Some of us, are believe this morning, and the Lamb of God is in the place, is in this house this morning to say, I am here to offload that burden from you, to break that yoke off you. You are never meant to carry such a load. He is calling on you. Those of us who are depressed this morning, the Lord is calling on you to say, I am well able to break even that yoke of depression. Those of us who are sick this morning, I am here to call you, that the Lord, to tell you that the Lord is calling you, calling you out of that sickness. He wants to heal you. Not only that, but those of us who are tied in sin, the Lord is saying, this is the day of your salvation. Yes. Therefore come, can we sing that song as we are about to pray? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Situation. 
We therefore pray in the name of Jesus, your might, oh God, your power, my Father. And this morning we pray for those who feel useless, oh God, those who have been rejected by their loved ones, oh Father. We pray in the name of Jesus that you have need of them. As their master, as their creator, we intercede for them. We pray, my Father, for those who are not saved, that they may know you this morning. We declare this is the day of their salvation. We declare, my Father, this is the day that, my Father, they are forging a relationship with you in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your presence in this place. We declare, my Father, even as your servant was standing to minister your word, my Father, we thank you that you are refreshing you are renewing his strength, my Father. We thank you for the anointing that was upon him. And we believe this is the very same anointing that is upon the house this morning. And even right now, my Father, we break those yokes. We remove those burdens in the name of Jesus. We speak your peace that transcends men's understanding. In the name of the Lord, the name of Jesus. While our heads are still bowed, and our eyes closed. You are here this morning. And you are saying, Fundisi, as you were ministering, I could sense in my heart, in my spirit, that the Lord was calling me. I've been coming to church, but I've never given my life to the Lord Jesus. I've never allowed him to sit on me. I've never allowed him to occupy my heart. But today is the day of reckoning. Today is the day wherein my eyes are opened and I see that not only does he need me, but I also need him. And you are saying, Mamfundisi, please pray with me. Today I want the Lord to save me. Raise your hand wherever you are. Don't be shy. This is about your life. This is about your breakthrough. If you are here and you're saying, Mamfundisi, pray with me, just raise that hand very high so that I may see you. I see those hands at the back. In the name of Jesus, I see that hand at the back. In the name of the Lord. If you are here and you are saying, I want my life to be translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And you are saying, I am coming to you, Christ Jesus. Wherever you are, just take your belongings. Take your Bible, take your back, and just make your way up front. As we are about to pray with you, ushers, just help me. Just bring them. Those who have raised their hand, just come up front. Let's just celebrate the salvation that is coming upon their lives. The Bible declares when one sheep that was lost comes back home, there is celebration and rejoicing. I want us to rejoice like we understand what is happening in this life. Satan, 
and say, this is about my life. Wherever you are, just come and receive the Lord. This is about your freedom. This is about your salvation. This is about your family. This is about your posterity. This is about future generations. Therefore, do not waste time. Just come and say, Lord, I receive you in my heart. In the name of Jesus. Pastor Lona, we just want to celebrate God for the word that he has ministered into your hearts. Can we give God a big round of applause as they come? As they come, as they come, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, oh God, for these lives. Can I just say this to you? Maybe some of you, you're not even sure what is it that you are doing. We all started here. When we heard the word of the Lord, we responded and we said, Lord Jesus, we cannot do this life without you. We need you. And I assure you from today, mark my words, the Lord will begin to do wonders in your life. You see that, that, that favor that Mfundisi was talking about, I believe the Lord has already re released it upon your life. And I want you to close your eyes, raise your right hand, and pray with me, or pray after me, and say, Lord Jesus, thank you for riding on me. Thank you for your salvation. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you for your strength to live for you. Thank you for your spirit that is filling my life right now. In the name of Jesus, with my mouth, I confess, Jesus, you are Lord. With my heart, I believe God raised you from the dead. And I receive your salvation. I receive your mercy. I receive your forgiveness in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Let's give God a big round of applause once more as I pray for them. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for them. Your hand of mercy, your favor upon them, O oh God. Those things which were tying them up, we declare in the name of Jesus. They are letting them loose right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for your liberty. We thank you for the work that you have started in their lives. We thank you that you'd continue to protect them, that you'd continue to keep them, my Father. For your name's sake, my Father, we pray. May you keep them. May you sustain them, even as they grow in the faith in Jesus' precious name. Can we once more give God a big round of applause? So my brothers and sisters, I'm just going to take a few minutes of your time. We have Usisi, who is a counselor. She's just going to give you something to read so that you may understand the, the journey that you are embarking on. So please just spare us just five minutes of your time and follow her. And may the good God bless you. The loved ones, your loved ones will wait for you. Just follow her and God bless you. Let's give them a big round of applause. Hallelujah. Before we close, I know there are those of us who are struggling. Pastor we should not be ashamed, we should not be embarrassed to come and receive prayers. You know, there are some things that you can pray for yourself and realize nothing is moving. That is why you've got elders, that is why you've got pastors in this house who have been interceding and praying for you. And we believe as they lay their hands on you, whatever that has been binding you shall, is going to let loose of your life. The depression, some of us, we are so depressed some of us we face with a number of you know circumstances some of us we face with lack some of us we, we face with poverty some of us we face with, with financial challenges marital challenges whatever that you are faced with 
please make sure before you go home, just come. The elders will be waiting for you here. Right now, just stretch forth your hands towards me as I release a blessing upon you. And as soon as I'm done, the elders are going to come up front and they'll be waiting just to pray and believe God with you so that you may see the breakthrough, the break that you've been praying for. Father, it is in the name of Jesus that I pray for this, your bride. As they leave this place, my Father, I pray they are protected of you. They are covered by you, O oh God. I declare in the name of Jesus that the blood of Jesus, the blood that speaketh better things, is upon them right now. We declare, my Father, on account of that blood, the enemy won't attack them. Even if he tries, O oh God, we declare he won't succeed. We pray, my Father, that all the weapons that the enemy has fashioned against them, they shall never prosper. And whatever evil word that has been uttered and spoken against them is condemned right now. As they leave this place, my Father, I declare them to be blessed. Blessed, O oh God, so that they may be a blessing. As they go to the marketplace, I pray, may their eyes be opened, may their ears be opened, that they may reach out, O oh God, to those who need you, those who are lost, O oh Father. For that reason, we understand we have been called to destroy the works of the enemy. Wherever they go, my Father, I pray, may your light shine upon them, my Father, in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. Can we celebrate God for Pastor Dov once more? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless him. So right now, I'm just going to ask the elders to come. And please come wherever you are seated if you need us to pray with you. Right now, we've got the South African National Blood Services waiting. The Bible says that death could not hold him. He tore the veil and silenced the boast of sin and grave. He is still Christ even tonight in all that we go through. He's about to turn our lives around and he's about to take us from one level to another. Hallelujah. Creator of the universe, you have created everything in heaven and on earth and you have called me by my name and you gave me authority 